Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. If I tried to explain physics or chemistry, I wouldn't be able to do it. And as I attempted to do so, the listener would say, you know, you might be able to fool a kindergarten kid or first graders, but you get a college student, he could tell within the first 60 seconds whether or not you were being truthful and you knew what you were talking about. And it's the same way spiritually. When you talk about Jesus, if you don't know him, it's going to be evident to the person you're talking to. You can try, but it's going to come off sounding like a canned presentation. Now, you've seen people walking around. They come knocking at your door. You open the door. And here's this guy standing in uh, usually a, a suit. Well, back when, you know, not so much anymore, but back 20, 25 years ago, a uh, white shirt, black tie, kind of rumpled sleeves. And, Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? We would like to introduce you to him that you could be just like us. You're like, uh, no thank you, we, we're not interested. Okay, have a good day. You know, you're not, those were people who did not believe in what they were doing. Amen. But you get someone knock on your door who knows Jesus. You know, they don't come off by saying things. Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? No, they'll come off with a, a, a question. You know, do you like what you see happening in the world today? Do you know there's an answer for every problem in this nation? And his name is Jesus. And I've come that you may know him the way I do. Would you be interested in hearing it? And they say no. They say, do you, do you do realize that we are living in the end days and that soon judgment is coming and everyone is either going to be in heaven or in the lake of fire? You do realize that, don't you? And if they say, well, yeah, that's true, then which one are you going to be in? Where are you at in this picture? And you'd be surprised at the responses you get. Well... I don't know. Well, do you want to know? Would you like the guarantee? See, when you witness like that, you draw them into the conversation. I've said this for, oh gosh, 20 years now. Anytime someone, you know, the typical greeting in the United States is, hey, how you doing? You hear it at grocery stores all the time. How are you today? Right? My response probably 95% of the time, is I'm blessed, saved, and going to heaven. How about you? 
And you should see some of the looks I get. For the believers, you'll know when you get a believer. Because their response is going to be, oh, I mean, their eyes light up, their face shines, and they say, me too. Amen. And then you'll know also when you get a non-believer, because they don't know how to answer that question. They'll stutter around and mutter something like, uh, okay, or some of them just look up like, what? And then you know you got someone to witness to. Whether or not there's a line or not, while they're ringing you up, that one to two minutes you're in front of them, you need to have, you know, in sales it was called the elevator pitch, a two to three minute pitch that you could give whoever you're talking to, wherever you're at. And you need the same thing witnessing for Jesus. You need about a 90-second to two-minute pitch that while that cashier is ringing up your groceries, you can be witnessing the gospel based upon their response. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, saved, going to heaven. How about you? Uh, 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 huh? Let me tell you about Jesus. And then you go on. See? And at the end of the transaction, don't waste people's time. You can leave a track. You can leave a card. You can just leave the thought. But you've planted the seed. You've done what Jesus said to do. You were a witness for him. Let the Holy Spirit do his part. Amen? What a difference it will make when you share from the depths of your spirit what Jesus means to you. That's the best kind of witnessing. If you know Jesus... You can talk about what he's done for you. You can share how he has changed your life. You can tell how he guides you day by day, throughout the day. How he gives you strength to face trials and courage to conquer your fear. You can tell how he found you in your sin and gave you a brand new life. Let me add one word of advice here. You don't have to convince anybody that they need Christ. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Just like with the cashier at the grocery store. You don't have to, you know, hold up the line and say, you need Jesus. You need to repent of your sin right now, young lady. You don't, no, you don't need to do all that. Just plant the seed. She opened the door. Hi, how are you today? Well, I'm blessed, saved, going to heaven. How about you? She looks up like, huh? What? And then you start your 90-second presentation of what Jesus did while she's ringing you up. If she wants more information, like, really? Wow, I never thought about that. How do I find out more? You can give her a business card. Say, call me when you get off work. Or hand her a track. Say, read this. My number's on the back. Call me if you need any, if you have any questions. It's easy to do. You're not holding up the line. But you're being a witness for Jesus. Amen? You planted the seed. Let the Holy Spirit do His work. There is a big difference between telling and selling. If you do the telling, the Holy Spirit will do the selling. Amen? You can't do His work, and He will not do yours. Remember the first law of spiritual life. He's God, you're not. Amen. <laughs> so be it. 
First law, he's God and you're not. Amen. So just tell the truth about Jesus. Tell how he's changed and impacted your life. And then pray like crazy for God to make your friends hungry, your family hungry for Jesus. Point number three, a witness remains loyal to the end no matter the outcome. In Greek, the word for witnesses is, I'm going to try and pronounce this, my Greek isn't that good, martyres, from which we get the English word martyrer. It means being loyal to Jesus no matter the cost and speaking up for him even when others oppose you. How many of us today are willing to do that? If you took a poll in church today, <coughs> excuse me, if you went to any church and took a poll and asked if there was a gun to your head that if you said one word about Jesus, how many of you would still witness? And you'd be surprised. I would venture to say 90% of all Christians would back down. Well, you know, Brother Bob, uh, we may lose that battle that day, but we'll win the war in the end. We'll be a witness for Jesus. We'll just live our life for him. We'll let our light so shine before men. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We see Muslims all across the globe, including the United States right now. They're in the news almost every night. You see them boldly proclaiming their faith in Muhammad and Allah, even if other people don't want to hear it. They're faithful to their cause. They believe in what they are saying. Now, I'm not promoting the Islamic faith. What they believe is dead wrong. And they will go to hell if they do not find Jesus. But they believe in what they're saying. And they're very bold when they declare it. And they refuse to back down. How many Christians are like that? Now, I know Muslims would kill you in a heartbeat for defaming their prophet. Especially in some areas of the world. But it's also happened in the United States. Is that the reason you do not want to witness to the Muslim world? If that's the case, what kind of witness are you then? You're not telling the truth on the witness stand. You're not telling what you know about Jesus on the witness stand. What if you had an opportunity to witness to a Muslim that visited your church or a Muslim that was a clerk behind the, the grocery store or the convenience store or the gas station? Would you be bold enough to tell him to his face that what he's believing in is a lie? And you just can't leave it there. Well, you know... You're believing in that Muhammad fella, and you know that's all a lie, and that you're going to hell unless you got Jesus, and then pay for your gas and walk out. 
That's not being a witness. What you said is true. You spoke the truth, but it's not being a witness. Amen. I mean, I could say, Lord, give me wisdom. I could say, Wednesday is going to be Saturday from now on. And you can tell everybody you know. Brother Bob said Wednesday is now going to be Saturday from this point forward. And what you said would be true. I did say that. But that does not make it the truth. Amen? You have to know what you are saying is true. If I knew what I was saying was a lie, but I said it anyway, and it gets spread all around the world, what people were saying would be true, that I did say that, but it would not be the truth. And that's what you see in Islamic nations among Muslims. They say what Muhammad said. What they are saying is true. Muhammad said that. But what Muhammad said was not the truth. Therefore, they are believing, if it wasn't the truth, it's a lie. Therefore, they are believing a lie that Muhammad said. Amen. They do not know the truth. So, would you be bold enough to tell this Muslim grocery clerk or whatever to his face that what he's believing is a lie? The answer is probably not. You know, we want to make him feel comfortable. Uh, you know, we don't want to offend them. We want to let our light so shine that it would draw them to us. You don't want to say anything that offends them. Now, I'm not discussing witnessing techniques here. That's not the purpose. But what this shows is we can be intimidated about witnessing for what we know to be the truth about Jesus. And if you're intimidated and not doing it, that's a bad witness. If we do not have the same martyrs spirit or the martyrs spirit. It doesn't say anything good about us or who we believe in. If you're not willing to die or suffer persecution for what you know is the truth, then you are not a good witness. As much as I disagree with what the Muslims are saying, I have to admire their boldness. They are witnessing for the Muslim faith. You can't fault them for that. They believe a lie. We know the truth. But they are willing to suffer instead of denying what they think is the truth. While we just capitulate, roll over, and say, okay, 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 okay. We won't talk about Jesus no more. Now, how can they find out the truth if we don't tell them? Answer that. You can't. If you're going to be a witness for Jesus, that means being loyal to the end. 
And that will make you very, very unpopular in the world today. Oh, I, I receive messages all the time that I'm hateful, that I spread hate. But guess what? Everything I say, I can back up with Scripture. Glory to God. You may not win employee of the year. You might even be passed over for promotion. Or you may even lose your job. And if you lost your job because you stood up to be a witness for Jesus, do you think Jesus won't give you another one? Probably a better one? Well, what am I going to do between now and then, Brother Bob? Trust in the Lord your God. If you're remaining silent on being a witness because you're afraid, we don't have the spirit of fear. Amen. That means you have a spirit of fear. What is holding you back? Amen. What kind of Lord would Jesus be if he did not provide for those who witnessed for him? Yes, it could cost you dearly to be a true witness for Christ. In the early church, believers chose death rather than to deny the name of the Lord. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to die for Jesus Christ? Since most of us will never be called upon to do that, here's a much harder question to answer. Are you willing to live for him instead? If dying for Christ may not totally appeal to you, amen? If dying for Christ may not totally appeal to you, taking that type of stand, can you live for him instead. I read this poem somewhere. I can't remember where. I had it in my notes. I pulled it out. It goes like this. I am a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb. And shall I fear to my own, or shall I fear to own his cause, or blush to speak his name? Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease, while others fought to win the prize, and sailed through the bloody seas. Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the flood? And this vile world, a friend of grace, to help me on to God? Sure, I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, I'll endure the pain, supported by thy word. Amen. Do you want to be a witness? Testify about Jesus, what he's done for you. Speak up for him. But, 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 but as I stammer, oh, that's okay. So did Moses. God used him. The Holy Spirit doesn't stammer. Moses didn't stammer when he stood in front of Pharaoh. Amen. The Holy Spirit can speak clearly through your halting words. Well, Brother Bob, I'm, I'm, I'm just too shy to witness. Don't worry about your shyness. Let the Lord speak through you. I, I don't know the Bible enough. I don't know that many scriptures. Nobody does. Nobody knows enough Bible. So just work at it. Study it. While you work at it, tell what you know. 
and leave the results with God. When I first started in the ministry, gosh, almost 30 years ago, I didn't know that much Bible. Amen. I read my Bible. I'm not saying this braggadocious, okay? Don't, don't think I'm lifting up myself here. I make it my habit to read the Bible twice through every year. Sometimes three times, but usually twice through every year now, just because I'm so busy. Back when our ministry was very small, just starting out, three times a year I'd read the Bible through. Now it's twice because I have other responsibilities. So I've learned how to tie scriptures together. I've learned the scriptures, but I didn't start out that way, but I still was witnessing for Jesus. All you have to do is tell what you know to be the truth. And leave the results up to God. Let the Holy Spirit do His work. If you get asked a question you do not know the 100% sure answer to, it's okay to say, I don't know. And then when you get a chance, go back and look up and study that question so that next time you get asked it, you know. Amen. But Brother Bob, what if I make mistakes? Eh, you probably will. And that's okay too. The Holy Spirit does not make mistakes. And he can cause people to forgive your mistakes. Perhaps you have this objection, I'm afraid it won't work. When people say that, they're usually thinking of someone they know who seems so hardened against the gospel. Usually we think it won't work. We've tried and tried, but never gotten anywhere with these people. When you think that the gospel won't work, just remember this one fact. It worked with you. If it worked with you, it can work with someone else. Don't ever give up on the gospel because you think it won't work. It works. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would work through your testimony. And I have this fact as my testimony. It worked for me. Amen? Many of you heard my testimony, so I'm not going to recap it here because we're almost out of time. But I was deceived into thinking I was okay with God. When in fact, I was as lost as you can get. I was drinking, cussing, running as far and as fast as I could in the opposite direction of God. But Jesus found me. Actually, he was right there the whole time. But one day, my spirit, my soul cried out for him, and he came immediately into my life. And I'm a witness to what happened on that day. I know the truth that happened to me. I know the truth about how my life changed that day. And it's been blessed ever since. Oh, we have our challenges, but he's been with us and seen us through. Sometimes challenges will still come. But remember, tests and trials do not come from God. God will never allow you to be challenged beyond what you're able to bear. He will always make a way of escape. But if you're not listening to him, if you don't have your spiritual ears tuned in to hear the Holy Spirit, you will not hear what he's saying, and you will suffer loss. For example, on 9-11, there should have been upwards of 10,000 people killed in the terror attacks on the World Trade Center. Many people were able to make their way out of the buildings, but there still should have been many more casualties. And testimonies came pouring in after the text. Well, how people just quote-unquote, decided to take a day off work, call out sick, 
One person told how he decided just to be late for work that day and took his daughter out to eat first and missed the attack. I have a friend who had a church directly across the street. He was supposed to be there at 8.30 a.m., but decided to stop and check on a sick member of his first, a sick member of his church first and missed the attack. At that time, it did not seem like the Holy Spirit was talking. But yet, testimony after testimony after testimony is there about how they just, quote-unquote, decided an alternative to their regular routine was okay just for that day. And God spared them. You see, God spoke to every person in that tower that day. Some listened, some didn't. You see, God will tell you what to do and when to do it. But you have to listen. And you can only listen if you know His voice. And you can only know His voice if you know His Word. Amen? When you know His Word and the truth His Word contains, then you can be a witness about what you know. It's that simple. Let me leave you with this personal definition. A witness is anyone who cooperates with the Holy Spirit in telling others about Jesus. All God needs is a little cooperation from His people. When He gets it, we can change the world. God invites us to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and telling others about Jesus. That's, jobs, that's God's job description for every Christian. If we'll do our part, you can be sure the Holy Spirit will do His. Now, what I'm going to ask you about doing today, I'm going to ask each person who's listening to me today to do two things. First, pray to God that he would give you a chance to witness for Christ this week. And number two, commit to speaking up when God gives you the opportunity you prayed about. Witnessing seems frightening to many people. Before you can speak up for Jesus, you need to forget your fears. Let go of your past failures in this area. Trust God to use you and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Will you join me and others in sharing Christ this week? Will you commit to speaking up when God answers? that prayer. Remember, if you'll do your part, God will do his. All he needs is a little cooperation from you. As I said, you can only be a witness to what you know is the truth. So I ask you to be truthful with yourself right now. Do you really know Jesus as your Savior? How has he changed your life? How has he changed your life? If you can't answer those two questions... The reason could be that you are like I was, deceived into believing that I was saved, but was truly not saved. We can fix that right now. If you truly want to know the truth, the truth you know will make you free. Jesus said he's the truth and he's the life. Ask him to become your savior and much more than that, to become your Lord. That means you will forever serve him. Just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I ask you, to become my Savior. Come into my heart. Wash me clean with your word. Create in me a new heart and a new man, one that loves God and is righteous in his eyes. I give you my life, Lord. Now I receive your life in my place. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org. Remember, be blessed in all that you do. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher, 
Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.